Welcome to episode 22 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. This episode airs on the birthday, the 248th birthday of the Marine Corps and the day before Veterans Day of 2023. And I have three Marine children and a Marine son-in-law. We are proud of them and their accomplishments. Celebrating the sacrifices of men and women in our military family is really important to us. Today's episode is going to focus, though, on the military mom, the cognitive dissonance that we experience through the eyes of being that military mom. And even if you're not a military mom, you may find nuggets of the same experiences when your children left home. Are you a mom? who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. Now, I really thought that it would be a great experience for my kids, or specifically my son, to join the Marines. And it eventually was, but there was a lot of things in between that contributed to my anxiousness and our relationship and the worry that consumed me. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit about that experience. I mentioned that I had three children join. It was my son, my daughter, and my stepson. My son went into the Marines prior to 9-11. I thought it was going to bring him great opportunities, and I was excited to see him take this step in his life. I thought it would be good for a career and good for him to experience this after coming from a family that had divorce. Now, I want you to envision for just a moment what it's like for a Marine that is joining the military when they send them off to boot camp. The recruiter picks them up and takes them to the airport. Sometimes they stay at the airport for quite a while before they catch their flight. Then they put them on a bus and they take them to the depot where there's these yellow footprints that are lined up. These recruits have to get on these yellow footprints where they stay for quite a while sleep-deprived, where they learn how to address their drill instructors, where they learn how to stand for the very first time, where it's explained what's expected of them. They later move on to get their gear and to take all the contraband away from them any personal items that they had on them go into a bag and get stored away. They're 
recruits now. They belong to the Marines. The drill instructors yell and scream. I'm sure you've all seen it on television at some point. They're taken off to have their heads shaved. All before they get any rest. They're already doing PT. Physical training. Later, I learned that my son, standing there sleep-deprived, he actually wondered, where's my mom? He later shared that with me, and it broke my heart to think that he didn't understand where he was and how he had gotten there. And he actually thought that I had sent him away, even though this was his idea. So that really began the whole process of their boot camp. Now, I do not know everything that goes on in their boot camp, but I've watched enough videos with these drill instructors yelling at these young men and women to know that it's very intense. It's very intense mentally. It's very intense physically. It appears to me, of course, this is in my mother's view, that their intention is is to break that young person down and build them back up as a member of the military of the United States forces. And in order to do this, they begin by telling these kids that you're no longer home, your mom's not going to save you, you're ours now. And then goes on to the physical training, the mental training to become a United States Marine. I joked many, many times that my kids joined the Marines to get away from their mom. In fact, I did it so many times that I began to believe it. But let me just share today some of the things that I experienced as a mom through this. And I'm going to start with the letters from home and the letters from your Marine. Well, I was under the impression by talking to the recruiter that at some point he would be able to call home. So being my first time, I'm going to be talking a lot about my son and his experience, but I thought he was going to be able to call home. That didn't happen for probably a good two months. I stuck by that phone. I waited for those letters. I was consumed with waiting by the phone to hear from him. The first letter finally arrived. I can't exactly remember at what point it arrived, but when it arrived, I could tell that it wasn't my son who wrote it. It was in his handwriting, of course, but it wasn't my son that wrote it. It was almost as though they had scripted something up on a chalkboard and told everybody what they had to write. Mom, everything is going great here. I've got all these opportunities. I'm learning all of these skills. It was just a letter that was not real, not not emotional, not coming from him. The handwriting was very shaky. It was very interesting to me. And of course, it set off these alarm bells. It's like, what's happened? What is happening to him? I made sure that I wrote at least a couple of times a week. I didn't want to overdo it, but I really missed him. I thought this this was going to be such a different experience. I didn't understand. I didn't understand what I didn't know. 
On September 10th, I was watching a football game, the Broncos. I don't even remember who they were playing. And Ed McCafferty, the running back for the Broncos, breaks his leg in the middle of the game. It was so graphic. The break was horrific. I sat down that next morning with the TV on, playing some news and a cup of coffee, and I started to write my son a letter to tell him about Ed McCafferty's leg break and how terrible it was. In the middle of it, I noticed that something was unfolding on television, and I watched as the second plane hit the Twin Towers on 9-11. It was right in that moment that I thought, oh my gosh, you've sent your child off to die. What have you done? Consumed by the news, I was scared for him. I was afraid that I had sent my child off to war. I wanted only opportunities for him. I wanted him to grow as a human. I wanted him to become a man. And that's something that I couldn't have given him. And here I had sent him off to war. I watched the news 24 hours a day through that time. I didn't know what they had been told. They couldn't call home. I waited for the letters. The letters were vague. They didn't bring up 9-11. He didn't really address what they had been told. Graduation was sometime in October, if I remember correctly, at Camp Pendleton. I couldn't wait to see my Marine. You had to wait. You had to watch them run by. You had to watch them line up in this parade. You had to watch this ceremony. And it was such a proud moment and such a beautiful moment. But I so much just wanted to hug my Marine. Finally, I finally got to hug him. Hug my son. Hug my Marine. But yet he stood there so stiff. He stood there stiff because... He didn't want to show any emotion around his other Marine pals. It was just a moment. I didn't care. I didn't care how he acted. I didn't care how stiff he was. I just wanted to be there with him. He got to stay with his family for a couple of days. We went out to dinner. He told stories. It was fun to watch him. It was fun to see how excited he was to finally graduate as a Marine. He was proud of what he had accomplished. That evening when we got ready for bed, he did something really strange. He picked up his boots and he started to polish them before he went to bed. And again, I thought, what have they done? What have they done to my son? So you can see this cognitive dissonance that took place. You see your child, you see a, you see a little glimpses of your child grown up. You see these other pieces of your child that you know nothing about. Why is he polishing his boots right before he goes to bed? I just couldn't comprehend it. It worried me. It scared me. Then, of course, he was off to his assignment. His assignment was in the intelligence community. Because it was in the intelligence community, he didn't share much with me. He didn't share what he was doing. Later, I would see videos of him jumping out of helicopters. 
I would see him in the jungles with other Marines. I would hear about him going through Sears School. Survival, evasion, resistance, and escape. A school where they teach you how to be captured. A simulation of being captured by the enemy and being held. Being waterboarded, learning how to take it. Learning how to escape, learning how not to be propaganda for the enemy. I would only later find out about these experiences. Little by little did I really put all of the pieces together. And my stepson joins. He joins the Marines as an officer, straight out of college. And then later, my daughter joins. She calls me directly from the recruiter station. She's already signed the paperwork. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can say. Even though I'm proud of them, I still am worried. There's a war going on. I get off the phone from her, and I cry for hours. I'm thinking, not again. I can't go through this again. My baby girl is going into the Marines, and there's not anything I can do about it. The graduations from boot camp and officer training were amazing. They were just so filled with patriotism and those wonderful uniforms, bands. It was a moment to be proud of. Those uniforms are absolutely amazing. The ceremony was beautiful, and I'm so glad I got to be a part of that. The first one was at Camp Pendleton. Then we went to Quantico, Virginia for my stepson. And finally, Paris Island for my daughter's graduation. We were so proud of all three of them. I think my son actually paved the way so we knew what to expect. I knew what to expect when my daughter entered the Marines. There was this feeling inside of me of being proud of my children and being scared for my children. It never left me through the entire experience. I was afraid of what they had become. I was afraid of who they would become when they when they got out. I was afraid for them. They broke them down and then they made them Marines. There was little hints of their old self from time to time, but they were different people. And I had to face that. I had to experience that. Well, as you might guess, eventually it came time for deployment. All three of them were deployed. Not at the same time. We had two at the same time and one at another time. I was afraid. They would call home and they would act like everything was fine. But you just had this gut feeling that everything was not fine. You just had this moment where you felt like they were holding back. They were telling you what you needed to hear in that moment. Much later, we would find out exactly some of the things that they did experience. And of course, it was very scary to re-listen to it, even though it wasn't happening at the time. There were some traumatic experiences, but of course, that's their story to tell. When they were on base, they were just living their lives. They were having a good time. They had a nice car. They had a nice apartment. When I visited them, I generally go on base with them. And still, again, I was seeing little glimpses of people I didn't know anymore. Of course, I knew my child, but there's things that they held back. There's things that they didn't share. 
I watched them as their personalities changed. I watched them as their personalities developed into something different, something that I really hadn't envisioned as a mom. Of course, I was proud of them. Of course, I believed in what they were doing. Of course, I was extremely grateful for the lessons that they learned in the military. But at the same time, that cognitive dissonance sets in where I'm having this fight with my brain because I'm worried. I'm worried where they're going to be or where they're at right now. I had no idea most times where they were even at. During the deployment of my daughter, we took care of our granddaughter. She was two and a half years old. Let me just say that there is a reason why God made menopause. Because having a child, a two-year-old, at my age, was really difficult to manage. We went through the potty training stage. Our granddaughter missed her mom. As children, they don't understand. They don't understand even when they can visit with their parents on Skype. They don't understand that having them on the screen is not the same. My granddaughter would talk to my daughter, and yet she'd cry because she couldn't understand why she couldn't jump through the computer screen and hold her mom. As soon as we got off the phone, I mean, my heart was broken, and I comforted her the best way I knew how. But I have to tell you a funny story, because that evening, the first time that she talked to her mom, and she was so upset when she got off the phone, that evening as I tucked her into bed, I thought, well, maybe she just needs to express her emotions, because I certainly felt like I needed to express mine. And I just looked at her, and I had a little tear rolling down my face, and I said, I'm so sorry that you couldn't hold your mom today. And my granddaughter, my sweet little two-and-a-half granddaughter, she took her little hands and she put them on both sides of my face. And she looked at me and she said, Grandma, calm down. I will never forget that. Honestly, it was just a very difficult time. It was a very confusing time because you went from being proud all the time to all of a sudden you're scared and then you're proud and you're happy that they're figuring their lives out and then you're afraid that they're experiencing something. You're happy to see them come into their own careers and then yet you never know where they're at or you never know what they're doing. They didn't share what was in their minds. They didn't share their struggles anymore. They didn't even throw a little fit so we could understand that something was wrong and have a discussion. Even an argument would have been better than the silence that we experienced with each and every one of them as they came home from being deployed. Each of them have transitioned out of the military now. And yes, it ended up being a total blessing, a beautiful experience with some cognitive dissonance. They've gained management skills. They've gained real work-life experience. But the transition out of the military isn't easy either. They try to prepare you in the military for this. But it's really difficult for the military itself to actually prepare these young people to come out of the military because the trainer is still in the military. There were certain things that they didn't know about workplaces. There were certain things that they 
we're in the habit of doing or not doing. It took time. It took a long time to transition out of there. They have amazing careers now, and I'm forever thankful for that. In fact, I believe that their careers actually turned out much better than I had expected they would be. The Marines are tough. I'm not going to lie. My kids are tough, all three of them and my son-in-law. They are strong and they are proud, and they do what they believe in. And I believe that being a military mom makes us just as strong. I had to build calluses to get through that experience, to get through it and not worry, to get through it day by day. And that's what I did. I took each moment in its own. You don't have to be a military mom to have experienced this cognitive dissonance of being proud of your child one moment and being afraid for them the next. You don't have to be a military mom to experience that disconnect, to experience the silence, to experience the pulling away. Each of us have our own experiences. This is just a little piece of mine. I love my veterans. I love my veteran family. I am so proud of them. And I'm so proud of what they've accomplished, even when we were struggling, even when we weren't speaking to one another, even when we were fighting. I was still proud, proud to be a Marine mom. So on this Veterans Day, if you see a veteran, thank them. Freedom isn't free. And if you're a part of the military, I thank you. If you're a military mom, I thank you. If you're a military dad, I thank you. If you're a military wife, I thank you. If you're a military child, I thank you, all of you, for the sacrifices that you have made for this country. It is not easy to be a part of a military family. You can be proud, but there are all these moments in between where you're scared. So, Remember those people today. Take a moment, reach out to somebody that you know has served this country and thank them. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.